Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm Hans. And, and this, this is Dungeons and DMs. DMs. Episode we are, 2. We are joined today by Ivan. Yo. Uh, so, I've heard you're a pretty good writer and a good moderate codium but moderate codium yeah <laughs> i i i'm a little i'm a little mm, about uh working with people on dm things because i have ideas but yeah excited to be here what do you guys what questions do you so have about world building? what what exactly is a codium first of all well i do a lot of stuff online so we'll be having we don't really do sessions the same way online it's just continuous which means if one DM is offline, we need another one online to handle questions and such. Plus, if someone has trouble coming up with ideas, then I usually sub in for them. Right. Uh, so you're just kind of like the right-hand man. Basically, I'm the right-hand man. That deals with things when the person's up there. So, yeah. Uh, online sessions are a lot different from... Uh, a lot different, yeah. Actual sessions... Um, what are some difficulties with online sessions compared to... The biggest difficulty is people quitting and not being around and not having enough attention span or focus. Or, as we say, losing motivation. Which is a really big issue. Uh, I'm currently only in co-DMing one thing anymore. I used to be in a lot more, but we've cut it down a whole bunch. And we've already done one reboot a year in. This thing is two years old. Uh... A year in, we did a reboot because we lost, like, three members. Oh. Um, uh, the first one, we had to kill off because they were quitting because they weren't really a part of the friend group anymore because they didn't like a whole bunch of people. Mm. Oh. So having to kill off characters at a drop of a hat is kind of difficult. So making did, up a way to fit that into the continuity is hard. Did, did yeah. you uh, allow your players to, like, somewhat mourn that character? Or... Did, they didn't did just go. Time. The thing is, what we were doing online moves so slowly. In a year, only a day has passed. Right. Oh wow. That's yeah. Slow. It's really it's slow. slow. Uh, so they didn't even realize this person was gone, especially because the way the session I was talking about works. It's basically extremely homebrew, sort of steampunk thing. Ah. Bunch of uh humans on a flying ship get stuck on uh floating islands. There's a whole bunch of natives and crazy magical creatures to kill them and stuff. Do you do you did you ever have to deal with combat or is it just did you do you focus more on the storytelling side? I focus things? a lot more. I haven't had to deal with combat and stats really. Ah, okay. So you focus more uh, in the DMing and the story aspect, and mm -hmm. more of the how to get everything to work together. Yeah, I'm pretty dumb when it comes to the whole numbers aspect of it. Uh, when you roll a d20 on our thing, we don't even have, like, stats for intelligence. We just know how vaguely intelligent characters should be. Uh, and because we're all writers in this group, we generally know how to gauge it. I mean, okay. I disagree with some of the people a lot, but mm -hmm. we know generally how to gauge things. Ah. So, um, do you have any, like, sway in the way of uh, what creatures they're fighting well, in aspects of lore? We've tried to talk about it, but this is part of the issue with everything being so slow, is oftentimes my other co-DMs won't be online for a month at a time. So it's kind of difficult to discuss anything at that point. Pretty sure before the reboot, we got stuck on uh, somebody needed to know a list of plants that would be in the area. 
And that was one of the things that just took, it took like three months for us to realize it was never going to get done. So you're going really, really into detail here. Well, normally we don't go into quite that level of detail. Was this person was one. like, my character has a lot of books on things, so they just need to know whatever we want them to. Which, I don't like this player, if that's not clear. <laughs> they are one of my least favorite, <laughs> favorite players. And we have actively tried to get trying to make him Trying to make himself the know-it-all? Pretty much. They have tried <laughs> to make their character the most important and interesting of the entire group. Uh, even though the session sounds quite slow. Yeah. Uh, how much time do you put into it? Uh, I used to... It happens in bursts, usually. Uh, when it does move, I'll be active in the chat for like four hours a day for a couple days straight. But then it'll be so dead that it just doesn't move for two, three weeks, and nobody talks about it. What's your process for creating worlds? Uh, <laughs> ooh, that's a difficult question. I have... It's evolved a lot over time, but... I usually start off with like a geographical map. I want to figure out what the land borders are, where rivers are, mountains, so what's terrain? a desert. Terrain, basically. Map first. Yeah. Map first, because everything is based on a map. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I usually start at the beginning of history. Oh, okay. I literally mm -hmm. start with like early civilization and work forwards. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so so it's a lot. Ba a lot of it's based off of like the actual world the, at the beginning, at least. Uh, I mean, it's about as much as our world is based on our history, so right. pretty much entirely. Yeah. Like, for example, I'm currently working on a project that's just a personal project for writing, uh, but it's, it's a world where superhumans, superheroes and stuff like that are a thing, but they get progressively rarer as you go back in time. But on like a two or three day binge, I wrote 11 pages of history, um... <sighs> And one of the interesting things about this world is it's very Asia-centric. A lot of the important countries are in Asia instead of uh, in Europe, where they are in our world. So there was Australia, Papua, Indonesia, uh, I think Malaysia is one of them. I think I changed the name of that. Uh, South China, North China, Manchuria, and Japan. Mm -hmm. So you get a lot more freedom to surround yeah, and I've rewritten entire histories, wars, etc. Um, I really enjoyed doing the colonial period uh, that I caused by having a whole lot of Western Asian countries sort of unite together against India, which was mm -hmm. a, three different countries that had sort of united under a, a confederation. And they united under one unitary system. Yep. And they were like, we hate all of you, you can't go through here, and neither can trade. Okay. So this forced everyone else to look for a way around. So they went the so opposite direction. Most of these people are traders. No, like, not, not I mean, traders, but um, peddlers. What? Like sell selling the, stuff. They they want money. I Everyone's mean, goal is money. No, but like in our world, a lot of people wanted spices and stuff. Right, in so this world, people want cheese, wine, and olives. Oh, so it's just swapped. Basically, I've I've flipped a lot of things around for this world. But in the um, in the sense of D and D here, right? Mm -hmm. Could you use this world that you've come up with uh, for sessions? Very easily. Like very easily. Very easily. I can take any world that I've made and use it for sessions. I know right. everything about it. I wouldn't have numbers to go with it because I don't like bouncing. I've tried to do things with numbers before. I've actually tried to make entire games from scratch. Right. But 
balancing numbers is massive pain, so I just don't. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree with that. Um, yeah, uh, with from what I've heard, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the with the world that you currently have and have created, uh, with like with the whole writing technique that you've gained from this experience, if you were to actually create a D and D world uh -huh. per se. How do you think you'd go around doing NPCs and being able to come with things up on the fly? It all comes down to the culture. When you make a world from scratch and start at the beginning of history, you develop a culture for every country. Right. Uh, I'm going to go back to the other world as an example. South China is a very interesting country because they have been screwed over several times by— oh, I think I decided to call them Vietnam in this. Okay. okay. Vietnam owns the entire Indochina Peninsula. Yeah. Uh, they've been screwed over a lot by uh, Vietnam in a coalition with Australia. Right. Mm -hmm. So they have a lot of sort of buried resentment. Mm, okay. And military failure is like a big problem for them, so they've in past gotten really desperate. Yeah. Uh, that actually leads into an interesting facet of that world, which is there's a sort of eldritch other realm okay. which they interacted with. Oh. So that's, uh, that's like and... sorcery and stuff? Well, or gods. Or well, there are demons. gods in this world, All right. and that, that's actually its own interesting thing to talk about, because I did that in a special way. But this other realm, there's one sort of creature that's omnipotent, right. and they wanted to go to them to make a deal for information. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And the other realm was not very well known about in this world. Okay. Oh. So they had like a whole bunch of old books on it, and that was it. They go to this mm -hmm. person, make this deal, and whatever... The deal was still isn't known but what they got in return was not worth it because this character basically they wanted to win the war they wanted the strategy to win the war okay and this character gave them the strategy to win the war they were currently fighting but by going to talk to that person they had intruded into another country's uh naval territory oh, and so they declared just... war changing what the strategy would need to be Oh, okay. So, oh, so, like, so they, so they got, got screwed over. Oh, okay. Okay. But you are a writer, so a lot <laughs> of material you come up with beforehand. Uh, yes and no. Like, how would you react? In... I come up with the world beforehand, but when it comes to, like, events and current things that happen... It's just on the spot? It's very on the spot. Would you be able to, like, just pull something out of nowhere if someone, say, like, uh, Ryan here, rolling that 20... Very easily. I do it every day. Uh, what I do online is basically people will write like a paragraph of what their character does, and I have to react to that and explain what's going on and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a little less railroady guidance. I can yeah. basically mm -hmm. just, if I want someone to do something, I will just describe it with more detail and mm -hmm. hope that they pick up on that. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, but sometimes they will just ask a question I wasn't ready for, look at something I wasn't expecting them to, and I will just have to be ready to write a paragraph about it yeah so, so i just do it so dming online co-dming online <laughs> um you have to be able to like read a paragraph and decide what you want to actually like details wise happen yes and usually this can happen in the space of either 10 minutes or two days depending on how active the so it's not is. like a video chat or a... no we have tried doing voice chats very rarely, but trying to schedule people online is horrendous. Mm. Especially people in different countries. Of course. Yeah. 
Yeah, good luck trying to organize anything with someone from Switzerland. Oh, <laughs> that's a decent bit away. But um, with with the whole uh, actually bringing it into the D and D, how how fast do you have to be with these replies? Because I know like if it's in the ten minute span and someone gives you an entire paragraph, you have to read through that pretty quickly to like mm-hmm. figure everything out and then go. Okay, I need to respond. You need to, to be this. really fast at reading. Have a very strong and vivid imagination to keep track of what they're doing. Right. And then be a good and fast writer to actually pump out something that's quality in that period of time. Right. Mm. So. I mean, sometimes in these, uh, when we're like really on it that day, mm. we will cycle through replies within an hour in like seven or eight people. Mm. And these are paragraphs. Uh, so it's... It's intensive, and it's actually, honestly, I've gotten so fast at thinking that my typing speed has had to increase to keep up. Like, I'm pretty sure I've improved my typing speed with, like, 20 words per minute just because I need to get so much stuff out in such a short period of time. So, uh, back to gods. Uh Uh, We kind of got a little bit off that topic, but um, do you have a pantheon, exactly, or is it just, like, a few gods? Like, I have... Depending on the world, it varies widely. Mm. Like, in the sort of magic punk world, as far as we've discussed, there aren't any, like, active gods. Like, people worship gods, but it's similar to our real world in that we don't really know. And people will worship gods, and not much will happen other than what they expect to happen. Uh Uh, But in other worlds, like the uh, world I was talking about previously... There is a god for pretty much every concept, and there's an entire hierarchy oh. of gods. Wow. Oh, gosh. Oh, you've gone into detail with yeah. that. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. The head god is literally the god of making gods. Wow. Okay. So, Kronos. Uh, time is, the, the god of time is, her name is Lorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, bit of a pun there. Uh, but she is the type to... She likes to watch. She enjoys sort of how the world develops. Mm. And she sits back, relaxes, puts her feet up, and just watches the plot develop. Right. Because she treats the world like a book. Yeah. Occasionally she'll meddle with things if things are getting too ridiculous. But she's only done that, I think I decided, like two or three times ever in history. Yeah. Uh, does she do anything else along those lines? Do you have any other characters that have interesting aspects? Uh, she often interacts with other gods, and one of the more interesting gods is the god of the desert. Because the god of the desert is basically the patron god of all those people in uh, Asia that got angry at India. Mm-hmm. And due to that animosity, now she's associated with all that animosity, and she uh... doesn't like it, but those people are the only ones that worship her. Okay. Which has put her in this weird back and forth situation of not really knowing what to do except help these people, which mm-hmm. she doesn't really agree with. Mm. So, uh, for the final question, mm-hmm. how would you rate your experiences uh, as a writer and a player uh, for online and co DMing versus being in an actual real life session? What, what are you like, a really quick summary of just what that is? I mean, they're very different, is the thing. In person, it's. It's a lot of fun, quick action. You can get distracted and have actually people to interact with. Uh, Yeah. So it's a very quick burn. You go through it. But online, it's a very sort of slow burn. Mm -hmm. Sometimes 
if you get too interested in something and talk about too much, you'll burn yourself out just because you have unlimited access to it. Like, yeah. So if you and other people just talk about the same thing for a week, you run out of things to talk about in that world. And that's usually what kills things, is we yeah. get too interested for too much time. Yep. Uh, but so it does there's give, not like certain yeah. days, so yeah. you... It does give a lot more freedom for coming up with ideas and stuff like that, yeah, even as not a DM. Yeah. Because you can sort of just sit down and chat with the dm about stuff yeah and be like oh this is a cool idea i think i'll work that in and then someone else will be like hey i read this chat that makes sense for my character too oh we can have our characters do this and it's like oh that's so, so cool their, their character is a lot more or yeah entwined. there's a lot more entwining of various characters yeah sounds like there's a lot more story time and a lot less action yeah per se Sometimes we'll even just like talk about the possible stories that can come out of something and enjoy that more than actually writing down the stuff, <laughs> ah, okay. which is another common problem that we have. We've killed a couple things that way too. Ah. Uh, okay, um, this was Dungeons and DMs. Yeah, yeah. I'm Ryan. I'm Hans, and I'm Ivan. All right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Done.